the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, Faith, Faith politics, politics, history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily. I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports part one. The Detroit Tigers defeated the San Diego Padres 3-1 this past Sunday. Spencer Torkelson smashed a solo homer in the first inning, plus Andy Abanez smoked a solo four-bagger, and Kerry Carpenter singled to plate Riley Green two innings later to complete the Tigers' scoring. Alex Fiedo pitched six innings before he handed the ball to the trio of Bo Brieske, Jason Foley, and Alex Lang. Brieske allowed a Gary Sanchez single that scored Xander Bogarts in the seventh inning. Foley retired three straight batters in his perfect eighth inning, and Lang was sweating bullets when Jake Cronenworth and Bogarts occupied second and third bases before inducing a Sanchez flyout to end the game. In curling news, Canadian curlers will be allowed to participate in multiple events at the 2026 Winter Olympics. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. Derek, you you really are the Swiss Army knife in radio. Who else could find curling news coming into August, <laughs> months of August? And uh, Derek can find curling news, and, and I love it. it. It keeps curling fresh in my mind. It just makes gives me the overwhelming desire to go out and and, and slide a rock. Um, <laughs> go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. I'll watch the show while you're going. Go ahead. Okay, there you go. Um, hey, I'm folks, asshole. I, 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 and the voice you just heard is from my co-host, Ed, or as I call him, Op-Ed. Um, that, that will catch on, Op-Ed. You know that. I, I could have gone the different route and just gone Mr. Ed. Oh, gee, Wilbur. There you go. Um, and, then, and then, you know, as, as we're at break, it hit me. We have, we have Ed Bondarenka and we have Ed Hoffman. At Wham, two Eds are better than one. So um, we got that, but I think I just took Ed's joke. Enough about Ed. Uh, if you've been watching, uh, I watched on Channel Two the other day. They were just bragging about how the new governor is so progressive, and what she is doing is so progressive and great for society. And uh, made me turn Fox Two off. <laughs> I thought, well, obviously the local affiliates aren't the same as. They're national. Then again, the national isn't as good as the national used to be either. But what were they talking about? Gretchen Whitmer signed into law after the House and the Senate passed a bill making it illegal for conversion therapy on children. You cannot talk to your child or take them in when when they're confused about their gender to talk to somebody professionally about it. That's considered gender identity uh, questions. And um, if if they try to convince the male that he's male and the female that he's, they're 
female um, because they have an XX or an XY chromosome. Uh, you can't do that. And it hit me. We need to start asking people running for office to take a look at their um, medical degrees before they run for office. If they're going to start making medical decisions for me and my family, they should have a degree in medicine at least before they start telling us how we have got to get a jab or how we can, what kind of treatment we can raise for our children. Yeah, Ed. Well, um, there's a Detroit News article on this. Uh, my guest and I are going to be speaking on this later. And the, the article says, uh, uh, with this legislation, we are creating a safer environment for Michigan's children. It will, uh, it, it argues that uh, conversion therapy preyed on vulnerable LGBTQ kids who were offered a quote, deceptive mirage that offers false premises. Now, deceptive mirage that offers false premises most closely describes telling kids, go ahead and be a transgender. The kids who later go into depression and suicide. Yep. Absolutely correct. So that that is our new progressive governor making medical decisions again for our children without consulting the parents or the desires of the parents to raise their own children. Parents, you no longer have the right to parent your children. That is now up to the government. Has been for a while. Shouldn't be a big surprise to us. They just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into it and showing us how much less and less and less that we actually have a say in raising our kids. I take a look at that, and as Ed was talking about, uh, you know, suicide rates up in LGBTQ. They're getting more and more freedoms, then we're getting more and more rights, and I'm doing the air quotes on each one of those, um, and yet they're getting more and more depressed, more and more suicidal, because they're getting further and further away from what they know is right, I think. And uh, I blame it all on Homer Simpson. I do. Ed's closing his eyes saying, how on earth is this happening? How can you blame Homer Simpson? Um, we have totally, well, we've Oh, I get it. I get it. I get you it. Get, Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, that and Ed, uh, the other Ed uh, from, um, what's that show? Oh, I can't remember the name. Something. Of yeah. 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 And we'll get into that in a bit, but uh Thank you for sidetracking me on this. <laughs> they have been trying to literally neuter this world. Literally. I mean, take the term literal. They, they trying to neuter this world. Go ahead, Ed. Married with children. Was that character's name, Ed? I don't, I never watched it. Al Bundy was the, the Oh, thank you. Bundy. Thank God it wasn't an Ed. Yeah. Yes. In, a case, in this case, two Eds would not be better than one. No. <laughs> Well, there's another cartoon, and I thought one of the characters' name was Ed. That uh, was just just like it. But um, it's all part of the demasculation, emasculation of this nation. Men are not allowed to be men anymore. And uh, fathers are portrayed to be buffoons, idiots, um, and masculine. And uh, they, in the effort to increase feminism, they are saying that a masculine man is bad and they've been tearing down masculinity and you wonder why marriage is at an all-time low i wonder what women look for in a man what would be required in a man what masculine traits would be required in a man and uh 
non-physical traits would be required in a man for you to say, yes, I want to marry him because um, men are not allowed to be masculine anymore. Number 734-822-1600. And as normal, I avoided giving Ed's phone number out, but Ed wouldn't be able to answer anything on a masculine masculinity because he's all man. Just ask his wife. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Ed. Well, I was talking to uh, Peachy Keenan, the uh, domestic extremist, a few weeks ago, and we were talking about this uh, video that rather went rather viral of this liberal woman saying that she's tried finding a guy she'd like to date, but all of them are conservatives. That's the one sticking point. They all have conservative values. Other than that, they fill the bill. They're masculine. They're attractive. They're they're well well uh, maintained. They have money. These guys, except it's their stupid support for conservative values that actually leads to all those other traits in my mind. Well, they do, and that's you're exactly right, and he's exactly right. You're um, they they like these masculine traits that comes along with the conservative mindset, but they don't like the politics or the the ideals that drive them to come to that opinion or to that view. They don't want to give up their religious faith in liberalism. They're afraid that's the religion and they don't want to change religions and admit that they were wrong. That's it. Makes sense we'll to me. Oh, that settled that whole argument. Now what are we going to do for the next 45 minutes? <laughs> that's me it. wrong. 734, That's it. Boom. Hold um, on. Ed solved the problem. We know what it is now. It's a cult. Liberal. Well, we've always known liberalism is a cult. And the thing of it is, is uh, feminism has gone so far that they're not protecting the woman. I don't know if you're paying attention, people out there, but feminists no longer protect womanhood. They protect, uh, they're more involved in protecting men <laughs> playing in sports with them than they are protecting the woman having the rights to compete against each other under fair situations. So the feminist has left feminism a long time ago. And matter of fact, where are the, you want to know where you're going to find the traits, traits of a feminine woman? It's not going to be in the liberal camp. You want to find a feminine one, woman, you're going to find her in the conservative camp. Because we define ourselves in a way that goes along with who we are. I was born a male. I didn't just wake up someday and say, hey, today I'm going to be a man. No, I was born as a male. And I know that God has plans for me. And I know that those plans involve me while being a male. Yes, God makes us all equal, but he gives us all different jobs. I consider Ed equal, but in his field, he's much more advanced than I am. And, and with me outstanding in my field, well, I just get rained on because, well, it's out in the field. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, um. So I'm interested, woman. What do you find in a man? What would be what you would look for in a man that would be marriable? Because as I look at the statistics, numbers of marriages have just plummeted. And again, I blame it on the emasculation of males through media, through the arts, such as Homer Simpson and Al Bundy, where men aren't allowed to act like men. Because if we can get to the bottom of that, then we'll get into the next half of the hour, maybe even before that, is why in the Bible do they refer to God the Father, who is spirit, 
Why do they refer to him? Why does the Bible refer to him as he? I think that speaks a lot to the conversation we're having right now. Is the emasculation of men uh, takes us away from being who God wants us to be and that as men. Yeah, Ed. Well, beyond women not being able to find men, there's a group that's that's labeled incels or or um in in I can't remember the name now what it stands for uh but basically people who can't involuntary celibates and they can't find women that they want to date they find these guys are looking for a woman and all they find are these uh threatening females that uh, just want to speak liberation you know, uh, philosophy and be pro-abortion or will not let them hold the door or pay the bill. You know, there's so many things that, or they come across as butch or they don't like their conservative philosophy. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, back in my younger days when feminism was starting to um, really peak its, I guess it's been peaking its ugly head for a while. But uh, when I was a young man and just started into Dating, I actually had a girl complain, complain that I opened doors for her, or that I'd get out of my car and walk around and open the door. You know, matter of fact, it was that that event where she says, "You know, I have to wait for you. If you do this for me, I have to wait for you to get out of the car." You know, <laughs> and I says, "Well, if you open the door and got out before I got there, I I wouldn't be able to do it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but she's I don't like you doing this I don't like you opening the doors and everything else I, I I ran across here years later and she says you know I'm sorry I ever complained about that because I really did like it it made me feel special <laughs> but I knew I wasn't supposed to like it right right I knew I wasn't supposed to like it so I had to I had to find a way to complain about it but I it actually it actually made me feel special you know I, I was taught growing up if you're gonna walk uh, with your with your girlfriend or with a woman, with any woman down the street, if you have a woman next to you, you take the curbside uh, when you walk. You don't make put the girl on the curbside of, of a walk. There's a reason for that. You're the human splash guard. You're the human splash, exactly right. That's exactly what it is. You're the human splash guard. You are the protector of her going down if something was to come up off the curb or something like that. You take the heat from her. You you serve a purpose by doing that. That was just the polite thing to do. You open doors. You know, there, there's a reason for that too, because generally when you go into a building, a new building or into a house, you don't know what's there. The man opens the door. to. And so if there's a reason to be protected, he can protect the woman by opening the door for her. Because if there's something on the other side, he's the first one there. There's a reason these come into effect. It's not just, I'm gonna open the door. You go out, you open the door on the car for her for a reason. You clear, make sure there's nothing in the way of her path of her tripping, getting getting out of the car or something like that. This is all about a man protecting a woman. That's what we were designed for. That's what we do. We take care of our families. And yet the world says, hey, man, you can't be a man anymore. You can't do what comes natural. You cannot take these tra traits of protecting your family, protecting your spouse. Yeah. Do you, I think it was a Bronx tale. I don't remember the whole movie and maybe Derek knows this, but there's a scene in there, a young man, it's back at maybe the 50s or 60s, and he goes around and he lets the girl in his car door, in her car door, 
lets her in the door, closes the door, and she reaches over and unlatches his door for him. And somebody, somebody he was dealing with, a mobster or something, said, that's when you know she's the one because she reciprocates, you know, that she just doesn't sit there. She reaches over and does something for you. I thought that was a pretty interesting scene. Oh, okay. See, I knew my, now my thing that my wife would probably reach over and do that. And then she probably has, but that's not how I decided she was the one. We have remote unlocks now. That was a different era. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's still a reason why you open the door for a woman getting in the car. What if there's somebody in the back seat? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's all about being protective. I but told us to do that anymore. We're not supposed to open doors and to make sure the boogeyman's not on the other side and to conquer the boogeyman. We're not we're not to go into our a night and pray with our children before they go to sleep and check under the bed so they know there's no monsters underneath there for them. You know, it's conversion therapy. <laughs> it's uh, uh, we are not allowed to be men anymore. And, and in in you know the truth, it'll be just like uh, my old girlfriend Terry said after years and years and years later, she, she actually was glad I did that. She actually enjoyed it, made her feel special, made her actually, she used the word, made her feel safe, but she was not allowed to enjoy but it. Feminism, feminism was supposed to make the sexes equal. And so basically, if you allowed somebody to open the door for you, if you allowed them to do anything because you're female, you were saying that the sexes are, are not equal. They're not the same. And you, you remember, this is a whole thing of Marxism, is that there's there's uh, no difference between the sexes. I mean, that was a, except for physical attributes, but basically a man can this do a woman's job. That doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, well, that's true. But then that's led us to the current madness also. So. Yeah, there's a, uh, oh, I, I seen, uh, what was that meme? This is no man has ever given birth. Now, of course, the liberals would disagree with this because some woman who was pregnant decided she was a man, so now she's a man and she gave birth, which means a man gave birth. But no, that's that's bad logic, people. <laughs> it's just bad, bad semantics. <laughs> it's bad semantics, yeah. yeah it's, bad, it's, bad linguistics. I mean, words are supposed to have meaning. When you say something to somebody, for instance, like I want a cup of coffee. You're not saying I want a gallon of coffee. You're not saying I want two cups of coffee. You want one cup of coffee. And by the way, you want coffee, presumably in a cup. All these words have meaning. Now, when you tell me a man gave birth, my mind reels. I, I can't process that unless I twist my you know, uh, impression of how the world works to match your stupid linguistics. And so it leads to confusion and babble. And and who is the father of confusion? Same. You should know this. You're a pastor. Yes, exactly. So there you go. It's all satanic. It's, uh, yeah, words have meanings. And there's something I've thought. I mean, when you read the Bible, words have meanings. There, there, there's actually a now a movement within the, uh, and I, within the Christian church. And uh, this movement, I would say, really falls short of Christianity. Um, uh, because uh, it falls under the category of new orthodoxy. We have people like Rob Bell and people like that heading it up. And the, the Bible only means what it means when you read it and how God says it means it to you. That's it. 
The Bible has no other meaning than what you read it, how it affects you. The words in there have no meaning. None. Why do we have in a the Bible? beginning? In the beginning was the word. And now they're saying the word has no meaning. Yep, that's uh, sound theology. That's Not so words have lost, and if you try to use words, I mean, we live in a in a world today where you will hear if you if you go to campus long enough and you talk to somebody and you say the word truth, just say it one word time on a campus, and what you are going to find out is there are many truths. There's no single truth. My truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth, and, and they're both truths. And so, well, what happens if your truth? completely contradicts my truth. One of them logically has to not be the truth then, right? To no, a third no, person. No, no. To a third person. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not the case. Yeah, we can totally we can totally be uh your two plus two can equal five and my two plus two can equal four, but they're both correct. Try that in a court of law. I, Which, I, I, yeah, it's happened. <laughs> okay, my jaw hit the table when you said that because even today we have liberal judges that uh, would would follow suit with that. Say, eh, there's many truths. I want to find out your truth. No, I mean it sounds like a well, you know what? And, judge that, show. and that that comes down to this uh, a law that they wanted to pass. It's stuck in the Senate. I don't think it's going to happen since the recent Supreme Court ruling. But you know, wanting to force people in court to address people by their weird pronoun. So you're looking at a guy dressed in a business suit and if you say to him ma'am, you know, you're you're uh, or if you don't address him as ma'am even then, if you don't address him as ma'am, you have to be able to read minds. Exactly. Then it's off to court with you. Yeah, you have to be able to read minds even if you accidentally refer to somebody by gender by, by gender that they don't affiliate with, um, that is hate speech, and you can be uh, have ch charges pressed against you by the person who you offended um, because you have misidentified their gender. Even if they don't walk around with a sign around their neck saying he, she, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's 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 a money python. We're living in a money python skit. That's the, the it's it's become that bizarre. I, I miss the days when, when words had meaning, <laughs> you know, I, I do. I really miss. What do you those. mean by that? What I mean by that is uh, <laughs> I, I find an emptiness somewhere within me that cries out for common sense. For, and that word common sense means, well, to have a sense that should be common to all. Yeah, you see what you have to do. You get into the circle, you've got to explain everything. And then that while explaining every word you just said, you have to explain the words that you use to explain the words that you're explaining because uh, no words have meaning anymore. And you can't even try to explain it. You can't even say blue and point at something blue because then they'll say, oh, that means blue means bird, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, the officer asked you what color was the car? It was yellow. Well, everybody else says it was red. Yes, but I prefer to call it yellow. Like, what, what, you know, how do you live in a world like that? It's, it's, it's lunacy. Women are looking for men, but they tell men they can't be men. Which mm -hmm. takes us back to where this show started. Women want men, but we can't be men. 
men want women. Men want women that want to be protected, want to be taken care of, want to be held and, and everything else. But but a man can't be that man because he hasn't been taught how to anymore. But well, let's face it. we desire that. Internally, women desire a masculine man. Internally. Ed, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> out of the gutter. No, I was just thinking that basically some men want a woman who's going to let them live in their basement and bring them sandwiches while they play video games and watch porn all day. And they'll call that woman mom, and that'll be their marriage arrangement. We're going to talk about why is God called he in the Bible after these messages. Pastor Richard Dietering on Wham. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily. I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Detroit Tigers defeated the San Francisco Giants 5-1 this past Monday. Spencer Torkelson singled to plate Riley Green in the first inning. Kerry Carpenter singled to send home Jake Rogers two innings later. Carpenter singled to score green in the fifth inning, and Zach Short annihilated a two-run homer to plate Andy Abanez in the eighth inning to round out the Tigers' scoring. Tarek Skubal allowed a pair of hits, threw 60 of his 82 pitches four strikes, and registered nine strikeouts in five innings of work to earn his first triumph of the season. Scoople was relieved by Jose Cisnero, Tyler Holton, and Jason Foley, who combined to allow one run on two hits while accumulating six strikeouts in the final four innings. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. That's right, that's right, I'm sad and blue, because I can't do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing, and that's why I sing. Gimme, gimme, that thing. Silent breed is people. We've got to stop them somehow. And we're back. Oh, during the break, Ed and I were talking as we normally do, because we don't hear enough of our own voice on the radio. We've got to hear more during break. And as we were talking with each other, it hit me that professions that were normally used to be, uh, air quote, male uh, in, in scope, aren't there anymore. When you go to colleges, do you know that uh, men are, are the minority in colleges? Now, I, I will say this is by design because uh, it's much easier to get into school today if you want to go in to become a doctor, if you want to come in, go in and become an engineer, if you want to go in and become anything, if you want to go to school, it's much easier to go into a college if you are a female than being accepted if you're a white male. Uh, you go to a college and you tell them you are a, a white male, they don't know what to do with, with uh, great uh, grades. They don't know what to do with you. They, they don't have a school designed for you. <laughs> Sorry, if you're not if you're not uh, a female or if you're not if you're not black or Asian or something like that, uh, we don't know where to put you. We can't take you in. And if you happen to be a minority, that's a female. It's a lot better chance that you get in. So these schools now are by the numbers. There are more females going to college than males. 
so much for inclusion, right? Because if you're a white male, you, you're going to have a hard time getting accepted into most public colleges and universities. It's designed now to just advance the woman. Within it, a man cannot go in and advance his education. He has a harder time getting into schools. I'm not saying that a, a white male can't get into school. I'm just saying he's got to uh, less chance of getting in than he would be if uh, he was competing for that position, let's say, with uh, a black female. Even though they can't legally take all that into consideration, um, they do. So uh, jobs that were primarily men, and now like in the pastorship. A lot of churches believe that the pastor teach, or that the Bible teaches very clear in the Bible that a, a woman is not to be a leader of a church. But there are a lot of people who are willing to throw that passage out of the Bible. You know, so. Um, she may identify as a man. She might. And we have a Lutheran pastor just like that. It's a female who identifies as a male. And, and guess what? There, there's problems within the Lutheran church with that Lutheran pastor staying in that position. They're fighting, fighting about it right now. Um, and that, that church will probably go independent because. Uh, Depends on the synod. Yeah. True. So I've been thinking about this. Why in the Bible is God referred to as he? Especially in today's world where the male identity is frowned upon. The male identity is considered to be faux pas. I can just imagine the Lord's prayer. Our gender fluid parent who art in heaven. (laughs) You know? Mm, just doesn't have the same ring to it. I don't know. Hallowed be thy name as long as it's gender neutral. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So why he? Well, because man up until this century, um, men had roles that they played in society. Men were known as the caretakers. Men were known as the providers. Men were known as the protectors. It was men who went to war. It was men who, if you saw two two people fighting, you could pretty much bet on it. It was two men fighting. They were the strength. They were the muscles. They were all of this. God is a, a father figure. Fathers are supposed to be the disciplinarians, right? In the household. Yeah, go ahead, Ed. Well, we've been given the impression, I mean, frankly, watching movies and TV shows can color your mm, impression of how reality really works. So we've been shown that a small, highly trained martial artist can take down a big brute of a guy with a gun just by kicking him or doing something you know, can wrestle him to the ground. I'm watching a series right now, Person of Interest, where that seems to happen. You go, well, you know, they presented as happening. It, it, maybe if you're highly trained. And it turns out, I don't, what's the name of that wacko women's soccer player? I can't remember her name now with the purple hair. The one who was complaining so I'm much. playing right now because uh, they want a younger team. <laughs> yeah. And so basically she said, our team will take on any men's team. And they took on, I think, some high school team. Megan Rapinoe, and that's why he's the Swiss Army knife of radio, folks. I give you Derek Stone. And basically, her and her team took on like some high school guys uh, um, team, soccer team, and they beat her professional team three out of three. I mean, disaster. I mean, high scores you don't see in soccer of like 20 to. Derek, do you know what the scores were? Do you remember this story at all? You can talk. 
No, I I don't remember it. I I don't follow soccer because it just is, is so because it's boring. not a sport. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not a sport. There we go. Well, that first there. of all, they try to they try to call get this, folks. The Europeans they try to call soccer get this football. Football. <laughs> Ooh, we know better. <laughs> we know better. Um. So back back to the conversation. Men men are seen to have certain traits, and through this all the disciplinarian. God the Father, our disciplinarian, but he loves us and everything else. But we also see in him that uh, in today's world, especially, the males need the males need a good, well-rounded father figure. And they're not going to find it in the Simpsons. They're not going to find it through Al Bundy. They're not going to find it through the cartoons. They're not going to find it on TV. You're not going to find it in a lot of... of the liberal households you look to where you don't have the solid father figure. So where do you find a solid, great father figure? Through God, our father. He is the perfect father figure. I figured this out a long time ago when I was not really thrilled with my own father figures in my life at that time, whether it be my own father or my stepfather. They were not what you'd call ideal father figures. I had an attitude against father figures. I thought they were all terrible. And then someone introduced me to the perfect father figure and that's God. And the after I understood the fatherless. Yeah. And, and that is when I realized the reason he's called he is because young men, they need a good father figure. Now, I'm, I haven't even touched the, the effect of this calling God father to on the woman's side either. But, but men need an ideal father figure. So the Bible, God gives that to us. He has us call him father. He has us call him Father. Abba, Father. Yes. Yeah. Now, we could talk about that maybe next week, Abba, Father. A lot of people get upset saying, well, that doesn't mean daddy. It was a familial term for dad or father. And we would say daddy today, but just, well, nowhere nowhere in the Greek is Abba, Father. Of course not. That's a Hebrew word. <laughs> so. Actually, no, it's not a Hebrew word. Abba is a Syrian word. And it's also Hebrew, Abba. Yes. Okay. It is. Okay. Hebrew. Abba. I was just, I said, I was just it's reading Abba, about this recently. Father, Abba is father. Yeah. And then familial is, uh, but it's not Greek. So. No, I never up. said it was Greek. But the, the point I'm, is. I'm talking to people out there think it is. And they'll, they'll argue from a point of Greek. Um, but all that is boys need a father figure. And in scripture, we see the perfect father figure in God. Yes, he is the disciplinarian. Yes, he is the one who corrects us. Yes, he's the one who guides us. But he also carries other traits that uh, we normally don't want to assign to men. He is a loving, caring, merciful father figure. And when we can become well-rounded in all of that, we can, we can use that as the model for what kind of father are we going to be? We're going to be the disciplinarian. We're going to be the one who sets the course. We're going to be the one who guides. But we're going to do it lovingly, mercifully. Yeah, go ahead, Ed. The one who's going to be self-sacrificial. Yeah. That's the ultimate in self-sacrifice. I mean, talk about holding the door open or standing out curbside. How right. about dying on a cross? You know, mm -hmm. or sending your son to die on a cross, which is basically the same person in the you know, a different person, the same trinity, somebody who's willing to suffer that loss for humanity. 
So that's the effect of having God called Father or called He is we are given a, a great male role model in scripture. None better, God. What better role model can we have? If we would have taken just the the compassionate side of God and just as maker she, um, that does not guide men to want to become better men. They, they no longer have this male role model. And if anyone needs a solid role model, it's men today <laughs> that need this solid role model. So why is it important then for God to be called he for the female? Well, a daughter is always her father's princess and needs a father that will look at her as such, as a princess, as his daughter, that will love her and care for her and protect her. And that's what God does. He sees his children as his children and he loves them and he protects them. And he shows and he shows that little girl, his daughter, his princess, what a man looks like. Because women always want to match up somebody like their dad, right? Who they marry. Could you imagine if they were trying to sit the role of someone who is godly? That they went out and tried to find a man that was loving, sacrificial, forgiving, protecting. The provider, if they look for that kind of qualities in men, rather than politically correct, wimps. <laughs> We've taken away that role model that God gives to women of what a godly man should look like. We do it by taking scripture away from them, by taking God away from them, by removing them from God by telling them there is no place for God in your life or no place for God in your kid's life. You can't talk to your children about God, but you certainly can go in and take them and have them surgically mutilated because you want a daughter instead of a son. But you can't introduce them to a good male role model, God himself. Whether it be God the Father or as he came and he put himself in position as a man, to sacrifice for himself or to sacrifice himself for us. I know that that is the kind of man I'd want for my daughter, a man that would sacrifice himself for her, a man that would provide for her, a man that would love her unconditionally, a man that would be forgiving. Those are all traits I would love to see in the man my daughter's pick. Too often today, though, what you find is the guy is sitting at home, uh, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, sitting in the basement, drinking his orange soda, playing video games. And uh, unfortunately, when they move out from mom's basement, they just move into another girl's basement, and they don't know what it is to work. And of course, the woman, she's expected now to work because she's, she's a feminist, and it's her job now to show that she's a feminist and do everything and not do anything that would topple that figure of feminism. Men use feminism to be lazy. Oh, you're a feminist, you're a woman, go out and earn a living. I'll stay home. But we don't have kids. Doesn't matter, we got a computer. <laughs> Why is God called he? He sets the perfect role model for men to who they should become, try to become, who they, who they should strive to be like. Let me put it that way. And he's the perfect role model that would should strive 
for traits for the girls to look for in their husbands. God is spirit. If anyone could claim to be gender neutral, it would be God. And yet he chose the word he to give us the perfect role model. And we have destroyed those role models. We have allowed men to become nothing but a waste of flesh. And woman, I don't know how you set your expectations anymore. I really don't. How do you pick out that, that guy that you think you want to marry? You wonder why marriage is low worldwide. Look at what the woman have to pick from. This election is slim. I feel sorry for my granddaughters. I heard a young, la- young lady talking not too long ago. She, she says, it's going to be a long time before she gets married. I said, well, why is that? And she says, because our role models, our, our mothers, the guys that they picked, weren't all that great. The guys that their mothers picked out, their role models, their mothers and their grandmothers, wasn't all that great. Well, their mothers didn't have a whole lot to select from. Got a caller on the phone. Sherry, you want to talk about masculinity? (laughs) Hi, guys. Yes. I think that As you have already mentioned, we have a great role model. We have our Father God, and he gave everything for us. He took care of us. He provided for us. Through his creation, we have one another. I like being a woman. I like the fact that God gave me a husband who treats me like a lady. I love the fact that I could be a mom and a grandma. And I was, I had a role model. The Father God taught me how to be a mom because I didn't have one that would be able to teach me correctly. My father was very shy, probably because of the way he was brought up. But when I needed correcting, he corrected me. When I needed loving, he loved me. When I needed to be taught something, he taught me. And he made sure that our family was taken care of. When I was a single mom for 12 years, when I said to the Lord, I'll be single the rest of my life if this is what you want. I belong to you. And two weeks later, I met Ed, that I had been praying, if you do want me to get married, Lord, I want someone that will love you, love me, love my son. And God put all of that together, and he gave me Ed. And Ed protects me. He takes care of me. He provides for us. And he treats me like a lady. And I'm so grateful. God is so good. And I have a wonderful <laughs> husband who is Thanks, a honey. Man. Check's in the mail. Thanks, honey. Oh, Check is in the mail. You guys have a wonderful day. No, Sherry, Sherry, don't don't go yet. And first of all, and Ed, you shouldn't make light of that wonderful statement she just made about you. And I know you get uncomfortable when you get lambasted with that much that much love, which is why you like me around because I wouldn't do that to you. But <laughs> your wife, your wife, 
It's good that uh, she makes you uncomfortable and talks so well of you because, you know, that's what a woman needs is a good godly man. Let me ask you a question. When you and Ed are walking down the street, does he take the curbside or does he take the inside or don't you really pay attention? Well, he always goes for the curbside. My strength for carrying my purse happens to be my left arm, so it's difficult. So we switch back and forth, or else he will put my purse on his shoulder because my purse is very heavy. And then he'll yeah, it looks, take it looks great too. Let me tell you, I don't the care. Door for me. And... I think we lost her. No, I'm here. Okay, I heard a beep. Okay, both Ed and I were looking at each other like, "What was that sound we just heard?" But uh, okay, so well, thanks uh, for calling. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the Lord could give you the husband that you were looking for. And, and let me ask you today: What? How do you see men today, growing up? That the new young man. How do you see them, Sherry? I mean, give, give me a, a, a try to paint an honest portrait of how you see the young men. I, I I use that word very lightly or very loosely today, but how you see young men today? Well. Unfortunately, too many young men don't have good role model, models because they aren't being taught about the Lord, and so their moms take over and become the father, or there are no fathers in the household, and this is all because of spiritual warfare. We need to have God in the homes. And so when you see a home where there's God in the home, then you see men who become, you see boys who become men. And God did that for me because Ed became a dad to my son. But it all starts out with God. And if we don't see God in the home, then our little boys won't grow up to be strong men who will take care of their families who've been in following them, their steps. They will teach their families men to be men, women to be women. And I don't know how to phrase it. It's just we need God and we need our fathers to teach our boys how to be men, to be a role model for them, to set an example, and for our dads to teach us women, you know, like you said, treat them like they're a princess. Treat your little girls like they're a princess. Tell them they're pretty. I told that many times my dad tied the prettiest bows for me on my dress when I was little. Yep, Will that, you do this for me, Daddy? Will you help me? And he did that, and he took care of me. And I love yep. my daddy, and I love my husband, and I well, love my Father calls, God. Sir. First and foremost, my Father God. Well, I thank you for that testimony, Sherry. Um, just to, my Thanks for calling, Sherry. My sister <laughs> used to you. have this statement. My sister Mary, love her dearly. When it came to father figures, she says little boys need to be taught by their father how to be the little conquering warrior. And little girls need to be their daddy's princess. Fathers have a role in the household. We've lost sight of what that role is. We've lost sight of masculinity. 
women are looking for a good man and they're becoming harder and harder to find. Men, if you want to be a good man, if, you, if you're having a hard time finding that woman, become the man that they may say, well, I may not have wanted you to do that because I couldn't let you do it, but it made me feel special. Open the doors for them. Protect them. Love them. Folks, we'll see you next week on A Moment of Clarity. been listening to a moment of clarity on wham talk 1600 with your host pastor richard Dietering. be sure to tune in again next week right here on wham radio 